Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. A two-point nine against Ottawa over the weekend. Ovechkin's Hart Trophy candidacy is strong as the second half begins and a Caps playoff hero to face Washington later this week. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, January 24th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. On Saturday night, the Capitals were missing John Carlson, Dmitry Orlov, and Nick Jensen, arguably their three biggest pieces on defense this season. They dug themselves a 2-0 hole and then came storming back in the third period to eventually win in overtime 3-2. Ben, it was not pretty in the first two periods, not even a shot on goal in the first 17, but in the end, it was a two-point night. Now Vegas in tonight, hopefully some or all of the aforementioned on defense going to be ready to go tonight. Yeah, you hope so. As far as the blue line is concerned, we know at least Dmitry Orlov, at the very least, he's good to go to return, having served that two-game suspension. John Carlson, a little bit more wait and see. He's spent four games in COVID protocol, so you hope that he's good to go tonight. And Nick Jensen also wait and see. See he works his way back from his upper body injury. But yeah, regarding the game the other night, not exactly the way they drew it up, falling behind 2-0 and having that deficit going into the third period. But man, Alex Ovechkin putting the team on his back. And I know we're going to talk big picture MVP candidacy of Ovechkin coming up in a little bit. But just as far as Saturday night was concerned, John, in that third period, I tried to highlight this on our postgame show. The fact that we've seen this from Ovechkin before on a night where maybe his teammates, I'm talking over the years, maybe a night his teammates are, you know, it's a little bit of a sleepy game against a team lower down in the standings. Maybe they're down by a couple of goals as they were the other night. And then boom, he has that game breaking ability as we saw in the third period on Saturday night, he was playing well throughout the night, but in the third, the two goals in just over eight minutes. And you just saw, you know, trying to pull the team into the fight, trying to drag them back into the game. Good on Alex Ovechkin to give them the opportunity to put themselves in position to eventually win it in overtime. But no question, that first star honor he got the other night, uh, once again, really well-deserved from the big man. It's a tough task to miss half the season and then catch a moving train while you're getting your timing back, your legs back, especially when you're a veteran player and not as young as you used to be. But some encouraging signs offensively from Nick Backstrom in the last two games. He had the goal in the Boston game, the game winner in overtime, of course, Saturday night over Ottawa on an awfully pretty backhander. To be a postseason threat, Ben, the Caps need a vintage performance from number 19. It is awfully good to see some positive signs toward that end last couple of games trying to get his game back. Good to see him getting on the score sheet. Two goals in as many games, as you noted, and continuing to pile up the assists as well. I think the eye test, I think, you know, organizationally, there might still be a hope that he still has another gear and that'll come as the, again, the sample size and the workload continues to grow. And that's a good thing because allow Nicholas Backstrom time to, as you said, find vintage Nicholas Backstrom once again and the burst of speed and the the wheels and the legs, you know, that might still take 
a little bit of time, but the encouraging signs continuing to produce, continuing to find the back of the net, at least the past two games, finding Alex Ovechkin for the setups, and perhaps most encouraging from the other night as well, and Nick Backstrom, a big part of that number one power play unit, they look good against Ottawa. It was a small sample size, only two power play opportunities, but the two power play chances, they were moving the puck, they were trigger happy, several shots on goal, several quality looks. We all know the impact and the difference that Backstrom could make to that number one power play unit, and hopefully his presence as well. Sign of positive things to come. Hi, this is Alex Savishkin. You listen to Caps Radio 24-7 and the Capitals Radio Network. On the draw, won by the Caps. Wilson leaving it for Van Riemsdyk, and we'll send it down the wall. Riemsdyk again, cross ice here, looking for the tip in front. And Kuznetsov was close at hand as Chalosky fed it there. Now in front, a shot, Ovechkin scores! It's a hat trick for Alex Ovechkin on this Black Friday! It is 4-2 Washington! He's been really good for us. Certainly his presence on the ice with the way he's played and his performance offensively with what we've had to deal with. He has been a constant threat every night. He's our leader. I mean, he he drives the the bus every single game. It's not easy to play 82 games in the way that he does and however many thousand hits he has and, you know, flying around scoring goals. I mean, he does it every night. Very impressive. So you feel that as a teammate and it's it's contagious. You want to you want to be right there with them. You don't want to let them down. Peter Laviolette, Tom Wilson on Alex Ovechkin. Alex has Yarmir Yager in his sights now and no one more valuable to his team so far this season. We mentioned it, Ben, two more goals against the Senators, almost single-handedly bringing his team back. Made mention of it on the broadcast on Saturday, but really starting to sense a little bit more buzz outside of D.C. in the hockey world for his MVP credential this season. Asking the simple question here, Ben, where would the Caps be without him this season? In a much different spot, we'll say that. There's no question, given all the injuries, all the adversity, all the absences, COVID-related and otherwise, that they've dealt with, the fluidity of the lineup, the one constant, one of the few constants this season. He's literally been a fixture for all 42 games. The only Iron Man on the team as well to have played every game this season. It's the captain, Alex Ovechkin, who not only has been showing up to work, but delivering while there, leading the league in goals, in points. He's finding his teammates, setting them up better than he ever has at any point in his career. It's remarkable that at age 36 in his 17th season, he's still continuing to evolve. I liked some of the comments Brian McClellan gave you a few weeks ago here on the show, suggesting it's the smartest he's been in the offensive zone, not to mention the fact his all-around game, you know, that continues to improve with experience as well. But when McClellan is saying it's the smartest he's seen him in the offensive zone, what he's doing with the puck, extending shifts in the offensive zone, it's just been very, very impressive. And you're right, I think there is a buzz growing around the league. It's that time of year, you know, mid-season, a lot of publications, a lot of outlets come up, come out with their mid-season awards and certainly uh, well-deserved for Alex Ovechkin to earn those accolades. And here's hoping for his sake, the second half is as productive and as successful as the first half has been. Vitek Vanacek earned the win Saturday against Ottawa. It has been the pattern for the most part this season that if you win, 
you get the net again, which would suggest we would see VTech again tonight against Vegas. No back-to-backs until next week with Pittsburgh and Edmonton. Ben, do we get the sense again that this is VTech's net for now, played on Saturday after the loss in Boston Thursday? Peter Laviolette has said he wants someone to take the ball and run with it. Seems like VTech is that guy for now, but at least on the surface, it is a little strange that you got a guy who's 13 and four, who has only played once in the last seven games, hasn't won since New Year's Eve. You know, we've talked about Ilya Samsonov, and he maybe he has another gear to give, but 13 and four, he's still not getting the net right now. Yeah, I'm curious to see when that next opportunity will come for Samsonov and how he'll handle that. Because if you look at the last little stretch, to your point for Samsonov, I believe it's one appearance in the last seven games, one appearance in seven for a healthy goalie. That's a backup's workload. There's no other way to describe that. That's a no backup's doubt. workload. Yep. And for a healthy guy, so right now, Vitek Vanacek, I mean, started three in a row and four of the last five this week. Right now, again, it's so fluid, it goes back and forth. But right now, Vanacek is, is your starter. He's your guy. And we'll see who gets the net tonight against Vegas. To your point, I'd be surprised if it's Samsonov tonight against, you know, an offensively gifted Vegas team and Vanacek coming off the win, et cetera. You know, maybe there's a little bit of a softer landing later this week for Samsonov to get back in. But I want to be consistent here, John, based on the ceiling, based on the first round pedigree of Samsonov. You know, he's the higher of the pay of the two. He was the one who was protected in the expansion draft. Like if you read the tea leaves, it would suggest that he ought to be your number one. He has not been able to take that job. Despite that one loss record, he has not been able to take that job and take ownership of it. And so here we are, 42 games into the regular season, and we're saying this week, Vitek Vanacek is your number one. We'll see how it unfolds in the in, you know in the weeks and couple of months to come, but um, you know it's definitely as they move into the second half of the season, it remains the biggest storyline for this team and the potential outcomes that lay beyond this. You're not going to see many back-to-backs either after next week with Pittsburgh and Edmonton, really, until you get into the month of March. Finally today, after Vegas tonight and San Jose on Wednesday at 7th and half, the Capitals will head to Dallas to face the Stars Friday night at American Airlines Center. It's been a long time coming, a full season and a half since his departure from the Capitals via free agency. But we want to get this on your radar at the beginning of the week because this is going to be a little bit of a mental adjustment for all of us. Braden Holtby is going to face the Capitals for the first time almost assuredly Friday night in Big D. The only goalie in franchise history to win a Stanley Cup for Washington, Ben, going to be facing the Caps almost for sure come Friday night for the very first time. Yeah, and his resume, the job that he did in Washington, you know, as a fourth-round pick going back to the 2008 NHL draft. There were two younger goaltenders, of course, ahead of him on the depth chart at the time, and Semyon Varlamov and Michael Neuvert. And all along, there was Holpe kind of lurking, and ultimately he would emerge in 2012 and take the reins of the number one. There were ebbs and flows along the way. But when you think about this team, you think about the core of Ovechkin, Backstrom, John Carlson on the back end, and then there was Braden Holpe. You could almost make the case, John, that that was really the core four of that Stanley Cup run. And there were so many complimentary and other star pieces on the run. But when you think about the last decade in Capitals history, the most significant, the most successful decade in Capitals history, who was manning the pipes in the most important position? 
It was Braden Holtby, and it was bittersweet to see him move on, you know, a couple of years ago when he left via free agency for obvious salary cap reasons, et cetera. But it'll be uh, certainly nice to see him back at Capital One Arena later this season. And first things first, to see him in enemy colors, albeit on the road, coming up later this week. For me, I think the biggest thing or the thing that I enjoyed the most was watching, you know, guys like Ovi and Backy and Miski and Osh and Holtz and all those guys winning and for playing for how as long as they did and finally getting to the very end was something that was just so special to me and just so cool to be a part of that you know to be a part of like Ovi's first cup was just uh you know something and you know all those guys uh not just Ovi but to be a part of that cup guys first cups was was special for me and speaking of the 2018 champs that's Chandler Stevenson he's back in town tonight that is part of a much longer conversation with Ben that'll air this afternoon on Caps game day Caps and Vegas Golden Knights tonight at 7. Network air on 106.7 The Fan. Caps Radio 24-7 at 645. Caps game day where you'll hear that's with Chandler Stevenson and a whole lot more from him starts at 4. Ben, great stuff with Chandler. Look forward to hearing all of that later. What else are you working on this afternoon? And again, we'll put the spotlight a little bit on Ovechkin and maybe the competition in the MVP race and the race for the Rocket Richard Trophy. All of a sudden, there's a crowded leaderboard when it comes to goal scoring and the Art Ross race for the point totals. We'll put the spotlight a little bit on some of the competition Alex Ovechkin might be facing and a couple of players who will be coming to town next week in Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. We'll see you tonight at Capital One Arena at 7th and F. Caps and the Vegas Golden Knights. Ben, have yourself a stupendous Monday. Happy Monday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.